My name is Sarah Prout, and I'm a manifestation and mindset expert. I'm devoted to helping you to manifest the life of your dreams. And in this show, I'll be sharing with you weekly doses of inspiration to attract all of your goals, your dreams, your wishes, and your desires. Over the last decade, I've inspired millions of people all over the world on how to consciously create their own reality. And I'm here to help you to connect with the universe activate your intuition and enjoy every step of the journey. I'm a best-selling author, mother of four, and creative entrepreneur. Together, we're going to cover topics such as mindset, spirituality, and of course, manifestation. This is the Manifest Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello there and welcome back to another episode of the Manifest Podcast. How are you today? What is going on in your world? How are you feeling? What are you excited about? This is our opportunity to come together and to examine the ways in which we can make our lives even more wonderful, how we can amplify our life experience. And so today's topic is all about the hidden secrets of our nightly dreams, what our dreams can teach us, why we have dreams, why some of us have really vivid dreams where other people don't even remember their dreams when they wake up. So we're going to dive into that today because I've been studying a lot recently about the dream world and the power the dream world has to reveal to us a path forward. Not only is it one of the most powerful filtration systems to weed out all of the junk that gets accumulated in our subconscious minds, it is an opportunity for us to gather and gain insight and wisdom into what our highest self wants us to remember. So something really interesting happened the other day. I was searching through my blog on sarahprout.com and I really wanted to research a little bit more for this episode. And I typed in the word dreams in the search bar thinking, yeah, sure, I've written about dreams before. That's of course part of teaching spirituality and mindfulness and manifestation. And yet there was not a single blog article in over 350 blog articles over on sarahprout.com that spoke about the power of dreams. And I think that this is such a powerful powerful tool that we all have access to in our waking experience. Because remember, we spend, if you're lucky, right? <laughs> For those of you that suffer from sleeplessness or sleeping issues or insomnia, it can be a little bit more difficult. Uh, but most of us are able to sleep for, oh, let's see, I sleep on average for about seven to eight hours a night. 
and I love my sleep. I haven't always been a great sleeper, especially since I've been raising four children. There's definitely been seasons of broken sleep, uh, especially when the babies were little. And for the first five years of my son's life, he didn't sleep at all. <laughs> he was up a couple of times a night. And so by the time my daughter was born in 2006, I had to go into another round of sleepless nights. So I think there was like seven years where I wasn't sleeping properly. And I believe that that impacted me. And I wish that I had the information that I'm going to be sharing with you today to help you gain insight on why sleep and then dreaming is so important. So every single human needs sleep. It is a foundational and fundamental element to staying healthy. You need to sleep in order to recharge, in order for your cells to regenerate, for your body to rest and recalibrate. And this is where it's so interesting that we're given these dreams, these mind movies, if you will. And Dreams have always fascinated me because I remember the very first dream that I could remember. And it was from a book <laughs> called Richard Scarry's Bedtime Stories. I don't know if there's anyone out there that was born in 79, early 80s, like I was. Well, I was born in 79. I missed the 80s by one month. Um, there was this book and it had this worm that was in a roller skate. I remember that. And then it was kind of merged with Slimy, who lived with Oscar the Grouch in the garbage can in Sesame Street. And I remember that the two worms were in that dream. It's so weird. I was two years old. And I remember so vividly that dream of the picture book and Sesame Street merging into one experience. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll go into meanings and, and dream interpretations soon. But let's just track back to our earliest dreaming memories. What do you remember were your earliest dreams? Do you remember your dreams at all? Because there are people out there that don't. They wake up with the tasks of the day in the forefront of their mind and the dreams just quickly slip away. My husband's like that. I so often, every morning I ask him, hey, do you have any dreams? And he's like, wait, let me just remember. And they soon fade away unless they're very profound. But in my household growing up, it was always a topic of discussion to ask one another what our dreams were. It was a deep honoring. And I love that about my family. My mom would ask me in the morning, did you have any dreams? <laughs> to which I would respond and tell her the most vivid dreams that I would have. Flying dreams, dreams of tsunamis that were skyscraper tall, high, heading towards me. And then as they were about to crash over me, I would wake up. Uh, that's been a reoccurring dream for me for, oh my gosh, I want to say 35 years maybe that I can remember. And then there are other recurring dreams as well of needing to go to the bathroom but not being able to find a bathroom. <laughs> All of the, the key insights into our subconscious minds. And there's so many different schools of thought on what dreams mean, whether they mean anything. I studied psychology for a while and we were just starting to dive into the dream world when I gave it all up and decided to become an online entrepreneur. But I was fascinated by the work of Edgar Cayce, who was a very famous uh, spiritual author who wrote a lot on the topic of dreams and also Carl Jung and looking into the dream world, the dreamscapes of what each person represents to you, what each symbol or 
animal represents to you. And there are numerous amounts of books that are written on the topic of dreams. There are beautiful and ancient cultures that honor the dream time. And they know that the dreams are somewhat even more authentic and real than our waking life. Because we spend so much time in this state. And one thing is important to remember is that there are different cycles of sleep. So I'm not going to go into a physiological lesson of the brainwave cycles or uh, how it works. But what I will say is that the most important, there are two elements to our sleep that are really important. REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement. That's when you will have your dreams. And then there is deep sleep where your muscles and your joints and your cells are all rejuvenating. And I've been paying close attention to this with a device that I bought, oh, when was it? Nearly three years ago now. It's called an Aura Ring, O-U-R-A. I'll link to it in the show notes. It's a really powerful tool to gain insights into your sleep cycle because every night I have the deepest of dreams. And the other night, I checked my ring data information. It's hooked up. It's like a Bluetooth device. Even though you can switch the Bluetooth off, it will still store the the data or data. I'm not sure how to say that anymore. Data, data. Oh my gosh, that's a difference between being an American and Australian now. <laughs> um, so you can look at the data on your phone and you can see how many minutes or hours you are in REM sleep or deep sleep and the total amount of time you spend in bed. It can uh, track your heart rate, your blood um, blood oxygen level, I believe now, which is incredible. It can even sense when you are about to have your period. It's absolutely incredible. So once again, check on the, the link in the show notes to this podcast. But I noticed the other night that I had REM sleep for two hours and 22 minutes and then deep sleep for two hours and 22 minutes. And I thought, whoa, that's weird. That is a beautiful sign of alignment. And my dreams are deeper because and I'm not advising that you take sleeping tablets. I know that there are a lot of people out there that need to um, have external uh, drug support to go to sleep. I'm not going down that track because I'm not a medical or wellness expert. I'm not advocating for anything like that. I am, however, a very strong advocate of natural supplements, natural herbal medicines, um, teas, for instance. And so I take melatonin, which is a natural supplement. It's an all natural supplement. You can get synthetic versions of melatonin and they're definitely not good. And so if you are going through a season where you really need to deeply relax, that can definitely help. Uh, I have been every night, my husband and I, well, not every night, we've done it for two nights now and tonight will be the third, which I'm really looking forward to. We light a whole bunch of candles and we read. We read separate books in our chairs, in our bedroom. And um, I make a tea. I do a, what's it called? It's a lucid dreaming tea made by a company called Anima Mundi. And I will link in the show notes to that tea, but I, uh, it ha you have to brew it. It is loose leaf tea. So I put it in a teapot and then I have these beautiful little cups and I pour the tea and I read and I ponder what's going on in the book or what's going on in my life with the candle flame there in the presence of my husband and the tea as we have this beautiful pre-bedtime ritual that helps us to create the space to enter the dream world. And so 
this is what I want you to do. I want you to see your opportunity to enter into the dream world as a ceremony of sorts, as an honoring, as a deep honoring of what your subconscious mind has to tell you. So many of us just kind of conk out into bed, (laughs) you know, we're on our screens until the very last minute and then it's lights out, right? And it's important to realize that sleep requires support and then you need deep support in order to dream. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So really allow yourself to prepare for an incredible evening of dreams that reveal wisdom and insight and guidance to you. So I also recommend having a dream journal. A dream journal is a powerful tool to write down what's going on because it's so easy for those visuals or those specific incidences that happen in your dream to just fade away, to fade into obscurity. And this is why you want to record your dreams because it works like intuition. The more you use your intuition, you strengthen it like a muscle so it can show up for you on a more regular basis. Now, dreams can be uh, prophetic in nature. You can dream about what's going to happen one day. I've done this many times myself. Um, a A couple of experiences that I've had include dreaming of my children before they were born. I had a dream about my son when I was 16 years old. And my mom said, do you have any dreams last night? And I woke up and I said, I didn't wake up. I'd already woken up by the time she'd asked me the question. (laughs) Let's get the order right. (laughs) Um, She said, did you have any dreams? And I said, I did. I had a dream that a little boy was sitting in a barn and he was cross-legged and he looked like a little cherub a little angel. He had blonde curly hair and he said to me in a British accent, see you when I'm ready to be ready to be born, mummy. See you when I am ready to be born, mummy. And that stayed with me for so many years. And then five years later, my son Thomas was born and it was a full circle moment because he looked when he was two years old, like the little boy that I remembered in my dream. I've spoken about dreaming about my husband, Sean, before. I remember when I was about, again, 16 years old, this figure would come and hug me and I wouldn't see his face, but I would feel and sense his presence. And sure enough, I can match that presence to Sean. And that was a reoccurring dream that I had, oh my gosh, all through my 20s. And I would wake up in the morning missing this being. And when I met Sean in 2010 for the first time, when he flew from America to come and meet me in Australia, the dream stopped. The dream stopped. And then it took a little while with this new, beautiful human in my life to integrate him into my dream world. I don't think I had a dream of Sean for the first one to two years of our relationship together, which was really strange. And so this is just the way that our inner, uh, how do I put this, our inner temple connects with the universe, with God, with a higher power within to filter out whatever's going on in our waking life. And sometimes it can be totally random. 
I've had dreams before where I've died, where I haven't been myself. I remember when I was maybe 19, I was in a carriage on a cliff and it was a horse-drawn carriage and I was wearing a long skirt. It was a really long, heavy skirt with like a, a velvet outer part to the skirt. I remember the texture and the color. It was a deep, a deep green color and there was lace and there was something that happened and the horse and the carriage toppled off the side of the cliff into the water. And I remember the carriage filling with water and I could feel my lungs filling with water and struggling for air. And just at the point that I was about to die, I woke up. And so we can have past life dreams. <laughs> I mean, this is like a big topic. We can have warning dreams of things to come, things to avoid. Um, I remember many years ago, I had a dream about this house that I lived in and it was this beautiful big house on a hill and it had gold taps and a pink marble bathroom and, you know, there were specifics to it that I could never have known. And I remember waking up in the morning and saying to my ex-husband, I had a dream that I lived in that big house up on the hill. And he said, no, there's no way you could ever live there. Um, you'd have to have lots of money to live there. <laughs> I don't remember what he said. Uh, and seven years later, I lived there. Now, what I didn't realize is that that would be the same house that I would live in where I would lose five pregnancies. So you never know. You're this whole human experience, we are merely energetic ripples of what has already manifested first. So it's like our dreams can be preview screens for what is in the process of coming. I had another dream. I'm just going on. I'm just flooded with memories of profound dreams right now. I had, oh my gosh. Huh. I've had so many dreams where I've died and then met with loved ones and met with loved ones that I dearly love and appreciate. And I'm sure there are so many of you out there that can relate to the connection points that we have with spirit guides or angels or religious figures or mystic mentors, people that are there to give us wisdom and messages. And so the hidden secrets of our dreams can be revealed to us when we are willing to open ourselves up to experiencing them. But we have to pay attention to while we're eating late at night. I mean, food can impact your dreams. I went through a phase where if I'd eat a lot of sushi, for instance, I don't know why it would happen. I would wake up with nightmares and have leg paralysis. Or if I, I dream, uh, if I have a lot of sugar, I dream of spiders. I don't know why. <laughs> and then there are so many different interpretations for dreams, which is why I highly encourage you to turn to your own intuition in those moments. What do you feel in your gut? Look up, by all means, look up the representations. For instance, I had a dream just last night that Sean and I were driving. Actually, Sean was driving and we were driving in a convertible up a hill, which is probably a good sign because that's like a an ascent. And then we were driving through water that was about one, one inch deep. So it had just recently rained and it was gravelly or pebbles on the road. And what I noticed was that there were these white lotus flowers, huge white lotus flowers about the size of a big suitcase, right? 
I just said big suitcase because I just looked to my left and that was the first thing I could see. <laughs> uh, they were huge and they were opening up and flowering in front of us and getting in front of the car. And it just felt like a beautiful dream of serenity. And then as we were driving down the road, and this was at an old farm or an old area that I used to live in when I was growing up in Red Hill in the 90s. I could see bunches of roses that had been put together to form a farm stand on the side of the road. And I love a good farm stand, especially in the Hamptons, right? But this was in Australia. Uh, and all of the roses, there were bunches of 12 roses and all of the roses in the bunch were different colors, orange, blue. No, well, they weren't blue. That's the dye stuff. There was no blue. There was orange and red and pink and yellow and uh, different shades, apricot, pale pink. And it was just such a beautifully put together bouquet of roses. And I remember this so vividly from last night. And to me, that is divinity, is divine feminine essence. And take from it what you will. This is a reflection of what's going on in your inner landscape. Artists throughout history have painted dreams. I mean, look at someone like Salvador Dali, the very, very famous surrealist artist who wrote all about his experiences creating what he called dreamscapes, where there is this very famous painting called The Dreamer, where they're on these stilts or these sticks where their heads are being held up by a stick. And that is supposed to represent how consciousness is so fragile. And that when that stick is away, we can we can go into the beautiful slumber slumber party of our inner soul and what our soul, our deep spirituality is teaching us in each and every dream session that we have, whether we remember it or not. So I encourage you to ask the universe to send you a dream. Ask the universe to send you a message, to send you a loved one, to send you a mentor. I've, I've actually shown up in people's dreams, which is really cool. I've had so many messages from people saying, I had a dream about you, Sarah, and uh, you were taller than I thought you were. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. I'm 5'3". <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not very tall. Um, I, I'm kidding. <laughs> people do write to me saying that they've had dreams with me in them with a message. But just remember, it's not me. It's a projection of me through the filter of you right? That's the same with anyone that's in your life experience, whether it is a waking experience or a dream experience. The dream world is sacred. It has so much that we can get from it that we don't access intentionally enough. But what if you did? What if you allowed yourself to have access to that dream space. Now, I've had dreams within dreams before, which is really cool. I've had a dream that I went to bed and I was sleeping. And within that dream, within a dream, I had a dream that I met Oprah. I remember writing this down. I was in my 20s. Dream within a dream. It's like holding a mirror up to itself. How many layers can you go into that dream space? It's like that movie, um, what's it called? Uh, Inception. Inception. Uh, I highly recommend you see that movie because that is a mind uh, F. <laughs> it is definitely something to think about, the layers of consciousness that we have available to us and how they can serve us, not something to be afraid of, not something to hold at an arm's length. What does the dream world summon within us that can help us 
support us on our daily adventure as human beings? What are we here to learn? Why do we keep ourselves separate when all of us place ourselves in a state of dreaming every single night? Put your head on the pillow, go to sleep, conk out. Maybe you remember your dreams, maybe you don't. But there is one thing for certain. Your brainwaves do something different. They slow down. They connect with a truth. They connect with a truth that maybe on a surface level, mentally, we will never understand. But we can honor it with a deep sense of reverence and a deep sense of curiosity for what we have available to us. So I hope you enjoyed this episode today about dreams. I probably went into my dreams a little bit too much. You might be one of those people that think that listening to other people's dreams is boring. So I'm sorry if that was you. This episode might not have been for you. But it was really a really important thing for me to share with this community. And I encourage you to write down your dreams, share your dreams if you like, share them on social media. Write me a message. Let me know what's happening in your dream world. I love to hear about people's dreams. It's always really interesting to me. Anyway, lots of love. And until next time, happy manifesting.